G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, August 6. I'm John Barker, joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall. Dynamite Dan is back from leave as well. As we attack the first weekend of the new season, there is group race sprinting in both Sydney and Melbourne. There's Grand National Hurdle Day on Sunday, so plenty of highlights. And uh, Joel, the Missile Stakes, well, uh, it's been a good horses race. Uh, there's been a lot of Group 1 winners uh, on the honour roll over the years, including Eduardo a couple of years before, Elise the year before that, Pierata, Invincible Gem, some good horses. There's two horses that are already Group 1 winners in Saturday's field. Nimalee expected to peak a bit later on, but uh, Forbidden Love is attracting a fair bit of attention. Indeed, Barks. Yeah, look, it's an interesting race. Obviously, fair chunk of them resuming. You've got a couple horses that have got some fitness runs under the belt but um yeah look forbidden love probably a deserved favorite was beaten first up last prep but ran very well but within the breath way ran second um behind bjorn baker's galloper overpass and look then she went on to become one of the better mares in the country winning a couple of group ones and uh, starting favorite in a doncaster look there the stable have suggested this prep that they could be looking at a an everest slot so you know it could be if she declares that she's ready to go here first up and then into the wink stakes and if she happened to win i guess win or, or win both or run very well in one of them and win the other uh, then she can put her hand up for uh for a race like the everest so I, I think she'll be pretty wound up here she's got the tricky gate and so she's just gonna need a few things to pan out but um, yeah, it should be a, a good race because you've got um halal one of the new season uh, four-year-olds trying to measure up. Just be interesting to see how he's come back because he's always showed a fair bit of talent. Hasn't quite delivered as yet, but he did trial quite well recently. So, yeah, looking forward to the mid-style take. Further south, Dan, the Ori's Star is a race that uh, has been the kickoff point for some successful spring campaigns over the years. Notably, uh, El Segundo ran third in it the year he won the Cox Plate. Uh, we've had some subsequent Group 1 winners... Uh, win the race in recent times in Haydock and Voodoo Lad, but this is a pretty thin one. There's only seven acceptors, and uh, they haven't even made it a leg of the quaddy. Yeah, it is. It is light on numbers. You're right, but look, I think it's a field that um that doesn't like quality, you know, and plenty of different form lines to dissect. You've got the Queenslander shooting for gold uh, in the field off a nice jump out. Of course, Romance a serious suspect. Horses are proven down the straight and. Uh, King of Sparta as well, who won the Group 3 bletchingly last start and um, four-year-old gelding on the up. So whilst, the, yeah, a little bit disappointing in terms of um, acceptors, I think it's a quality um, a quality sprint race all the same and um, certainly certainly not an easy race to, to, to pick a winner, I think. I think you can make a case um, big or small for, for each of those. So, yeah, looking forward to that and um, uh, trying to pick a few winners on my, on my return. All righty, well, uh, we'll head to Sydney first, but before we do that, uh, there's a little bit of a stop press here. I've just had an email saying uh, legumes from Europe chef online contest. New deadline is 19th of August, would you note? Uh, that's come through to your say at Winning Post. So I don't, I'm not sure how they find you, but uh, but they do. Anyway, I might just block that one. Uh, Randwick is the venue for... Sydney racing on Saturday, as we mentioned, uh, and it is 
The Expedo Missile Stakes is the feature. It is race 8, 1200 metre group 2, worth 250,000. It is at set weights and penalties. Uh, Joel, and uh, fun fact about the missile. Uh, let's see now. We've got uh, seven of the past 10 winners have been resuming for a, from a spell. Well, seven of the 12 are resuming here, so no great insight there. Um, no missile stakes winners in the past 30 years has jumped from a double-figure barrier. Bad uh, news for both our Group 1 winners, Forbidden Love and Nimalee in 10 and 11. I wouldn't pay too much attention to that either, simply for the fact that the missile wouldn't have had 10 horses in it uh, in many of those 30 years. And also, no missile stakes winner in the past 30 years has come off a last start finish worse than fourth in the same preparation, which would knock out Prime Candidate and Wanderbar. But as you alluded to earlier, Joel, uh, Forbidden Love, very good first up last time in, uh, is the class act here. It does uh, carry the penalty as a result, but must be a good show. Yeah, look, in, indeed, it's, you know, that just you, you wonder how wound up a, a, you know, a class mare with sort of bigger fish to fry is going to be. But as I said, if they're trying to sort of, uh, you know, declare their hand for a race like the Everest, she'll need to be pretty wound up. And I think she's the, the one to have on top. I, I certainly think number 10, Bellucci Babe, is a threat. With three kilos less, James McDonald, barrier three. She went to a new level last prep. Uh, she ran pretty well early in the campaign and was able to break through in a Group 3 uh, with McDonald aboard and the Winona Girl. Then she went to Group 1 level. Fourth in the Galaxy, OK, fair enough, she had the light weight, but then she stepped up to the weight for age TJ Smith and ran fourth again. Then third in the Sapphire on Ballon Epithena, who's uh, got good Group 1 form. She really sort of went to that new level last prep, but if she's improved at all again, I think she's uh, the threat and the market has you know, found her, I thought, she might have been a bit better price, but I think that's the way to play those two. Uh, Count Derupi in, to, in for third. Talented performer. He was set a bit of a task early last prep, resuming in the new market and then into the PJ. He was able to find form after those two runs. Prior to that new market run, he'd been in the Quinella in all four of his fresh runs, so I think he can certainly run well here. And two Halal, as I mentioned earlier, uh, he's uh, the new season four-year-old. Group one placed in the round within his last prep. Didn't win one. Last time in, but certainly teased a little bit. He trolled really well recently, showed good dash over the 900, so he may well have come back an improved horse. Keen to see him, but three on top from 10, one and two. I'm with the one on top, Count Derupi. The stable are making um, made it no secret that they're keen to gain a slot into the Everest. And as Joel touched on, first up form very good. That the only time he's missed the uh, the Quinella first up was in that new market um, last preparation in the. Uh, sorry, earlier in the year, uh, with a, you know, a few excuses there for a few horses, and he was one of them. Uh, but a very good preparation last time in winning the victory stakes at Eagle Farm over 1,200 metres. I think he's just the better sprinter of the two, count between him and um, Forbidden Love, and they both trolled well together. I thought both uh, Forbidden Love won the troll, but I thought both their, both their work was just as good as each other. So... Maybe a little bit sharper, fresh count to Rupee. That's why I've got him on top. Forbidden love in next best. Wouldn't surprise if uh, she was to win this. Of course, she does get over a little bit further, but um, has won over 1,200 metres before, and the fresh record, very good. So they're the main two. Four, Nimalee as well. Uh, now a Group 1 winner after winning the Queen of the Turf. She, too, has a very good fresh record. In for fourth, I've got one of the uh, two runners who aren't first up, and that's Enchanted Heart down the bottom. Thought the... Um, run last weekend was very good. 
without a whole heap of luck. Um, she knows how to win, and affected ground doesn't hurt. So, a bit of a roughie, the 12. 1, 3, 4, and 12 for me. The missile is the second leg of the quaddy at Randwick, and your specials between you, you cover the other three legs. We'll start with you, Joel, in the first leg, race seven, with your best on the card. Yeah, number six, Lord Ardmore. Um, look, I, I think it's a two-horse race. There's a, there's a few sort of fringe players, but I think it's between Lord Ardmore and Elcione. Hugh Bowman was aboard both gallopers in their last start win. The weight would rule him out from riding Elcione, who gets in very light with Reese Jones taking the claim. So he's the threat, but I think Lord Ardmore is still on the way up. His first up run was excellent at 1,300 when I guess most people expected him to need the run and, and perhaps you know run a nice fifth or sixth. But he got into second. That was over uh, 1,300. He then went a bit of a break between runs, uh, five weeks, and then up to 1,800. But that didn't uh, prove beyond him at all because he was such a dominant winner there. It was easy work. He had the 59 and a half. Drops to 55 and a half here, third up. He gets a lovely run from gate four, and I think he can win again. So he's my best. I'm keen on my value here. Race nine, number three, Silent Agenda. It was my very bet a couple of starts ago. Put the blinkers on on the quick backup. He gave a great sight, well ridden by Rachel King, made full advantage of having the blinkers and being fit and just got a bit tired late, but ran well. Last week, he came back in distance. He drew awkward, so it was always going to be a bit difficult. And he was posted pretty wide, just didn't have much luck. He's on the quick back up again. He races well that way, and now he gets out to the mile. That's just what he's craving. So I think he's a, a really good chance at 20 to 1. And the other one that I like a little bit is in the last race, 10 number 10, Mark Ganes. I made him my roughie for the winning post. I made her, sorry, my roughie for the winning post. Around 20 to 1, I thought the first run... Over from New Zealand was good, but a long way back from a wide gate. Ran on well behind a couple of her key dangers here. She draws gate two, so she can settle close up and the step up in trippers. My best up in race four. Um, very promising colt from the Chris Wallace stable, a horse called Conqueror. He had the one start at the uh, Kensington track earlier in the year in February, and he won that. Nicely, a couple of good horses in behind him. Alpha One, one of those. She's extreme, group one winner as well. So the form stu- stood up. Really lovely trial leading into this prep. Carries 53 kilos and there is a new season three-year-old, but I think he'll be hard to beat in the fourth event. The value comes up in the last. I've been long convinced Jal Lay is a, you know, I think she's a stakes horse. Um, certainly capable of winning a stakes race in time. She was tested at that sort of level um, earlier in the year and just didn't have a lot of luck. Um, pulled up with a post-race issue in one of those and uh, not much luck in the light fingers prior to that. She's been set up first and second up at benchmark 72s and first up, no luck again. And last start, she looked to have the race won. She laid in and she just wasn't really... Uh, didn't help herself or a jockey and wasn't really being able to, to hit the line. Fully tested, I thought. Uh, was beaten, uh, beaten at the bob of the head. So she really threw that race away. I think she'll, from a wide draw, she'll get back and be able to get to the outside. Hopefully she can, um, you know, prove a much easier ride for James McDonald this time around because if she shows off that that turn of foot she has, I think she'll be really hard to hold out. So race 10, number two, Jal Lay, the value. Flemington, the venue for Melbourne, racing on Saturday. The Orries star uh, is the traditional season-opening sprint feature at Victorian headquarters down the straight six. It is the Orange Star Handicap. It is race five. 
Uh, last leg of the early quaddy, 1,200 metres, Group 3 handicap worth 200,000. Joel and just the seven acceptors. Yeah, as Daniel touched on earlier, it's a bit tricky. Um, just because it's a small field doesn't make it easy, but I've gone with the Queenslander, number five, shooting for gold. Just uh, hoping the straight back two, just the way those races tend to be run, you know, they sort of tend to bunch up and... It just gives horses that usually settle off the speed their chance because they're not giving away as much ground, and that's good for him because he tends to settle off pace. He actually makes King of Sparta four kilos better for beating him home by length in the Healy Stakes. Of course, King of Sparta's since returned and won the Bletchingly, um, but I just thought that's weight swing um, played the advantage of shooting for gold. I've split them up. I put number seven, Kelkani Royale, in for second. I was with her first up. At good odds, she darted along the inside and looked the winner for a fleeting moment and then maybe just peaked on her run. She had 59 that time too. So she's obviously up in class. That was a benchmark 78, but down to 54, and she's showed a bit of quality in the past, finishing within two lengths of Mask Crusader, just four starts. So I think she's up to it. King of Sparta's got to be a chance, and two stagemen is a talented first sprinter. First up for Danny O'Brien, certainly be watching uh, the market moves with him. But I've got five on top from seven, three and two. Yeah, I thought it was a bit tricky. I've got three on top, King of Sparta. Um, really like the win first up. A lovely ride from Jive McNeil there. And um, just a horse that sort of, you know, seldom runs poorly. Not much luck. The end of last prep went third up. Behind lost and running. But, um, you know, the Magic Millions three-year-old Guineas winner, uh, he's just sort of been taking on good races all throughout his career and been measuring up. And now, as a four-year-old, I think he can go, can go right on with it. So, expecting him to go... I'm hoping he can go back-to-back. He's on top for me. Shooting for gold in next. Um, love the fact that the O'Day and Hoistead team have brought a few runners to Melbourne uh, this time of the year. They obviously do very well up in the home state of Queensland. And I think this horse certainly warrants a trip to Melbourne um, been very good without winning this prep in, in stakes grade and a really nice jump out at Flemington with some good horses in behind him. So 54 kilos, uh, if he answers a straight, that's a query, but um, certainly talented enough, talented enough to win this. In for third, I've got Serious Suspect. Just love him down the Flemington straight. Um, good win last time, fresh uh, month off for this, but Ethan Brown gets on well with the horse and he's certainly a winning chance. And in for fourth, I've got the two stagemen, um, you know, first up of about nine months, had a couple of jump outs and a very good first up record, so he has to be um, considered as well. But three on top for me, five, four and two. I've got the same numbers as Dan in a different order. I've got Stageman to beat Shooting for Gold, King of Sparta and Serious Suspect, two, five, three and four. My best on the program is race eight, number four, Nicolini Vito. Impressive win. First up and uh, is a winner. Holds form once he strikes it. Only recent defeat was uh, that end of prep run. I'm sticking with him. My value bet, uh, Dan, I would, uh, I'll would i hand over to you because uh, your story, your uh, interview with Travis Dowdle talked uh, talk me into it. Race six, number one, Count of Monte Cristo. I know, Joel, you give him a decent chance too. Uh, at around about the $41 mark, Dan. Uh, talk us through it. Yeah, it's, look, it's an interesting horse. He's... Um he was a horse that began his career in Singapore, um, and he won seven of his first eight, including a few listed winners. Uh, had a good career over there, and then made his way to Chris Lee's, I think, a couple of years ago now. And look, went over here with a high rating, so he was sort of tough to place. He was you know, running in Group Threes and 
and Group Two races and. Look, he, he ran okay. His best his best effort was a fourth, but um, there was a couple of good runs in there, and the owners looked for a I guess some a change of senior, I guess, to sort of um, give him a, a last chance of grabbing his first win in Australia. I've called Travis Doodle, who's a up and coming. So up and coming, he's been in the game for probably ten years now, but certainly last couple of years really making some um, waves in South Australia, and of course he had a winner at the Valley last Saturday and. Look, Counter Monte Cristo's run in the Mildura Cup I thought was very, very good. It was a race dominated by those up on the speed. The first three around the turn were the first three home, and he was sort of buried on the fence back in the field. He got out of the top of the straight and I thought ran home really well and um, ran home better than Adelaide Ace, who's a pretty well-performed galloper. So up to 1,600 metres, and I think what is key is the, the wider expanses of Flemington. I think they'll really suit him. Um, carries 58 kilos after the claim. Just thought he was over the odds. In a race that arguably is, is weaker than the Mildura Cup to what he saw last start. So, big price, but uh, certainly a winning chance. Hence, I've got him on top, and hence uh, why you and Joel like him as well. Bucks think he's well over the odds. So, um, definitely a, a big chance, Counter Monte Cristo. My best bet comes in the last, uh, and that's Fire. I was really impressed with his win at Sandown Hillside first up. He it was the query was the, the heavy track. He did. Performed a couple of his wins on dry tracks were um, were very good to the eye. Shows of a very sharp sprint, but on the heavy eight last start, I guess it was a bit of a query, but there was no problem at all. His um, 600 to 400 and 400 to 200 meter splits were the quickest on the card that day. And um, once he was asked for an effort, he hit the front and put the race to bed in a matter of strides. And uh, it was a dazzling sort of display. Back down to 54 kilos here. This is no doubt a, a tougher contest. Got some smart horses in the field, but. The way he won there and um, every chance from the draw here, I think Fire can win again. Race 9-10. Another I like at odds is Bams on Fire, the, f- the seven-year-old mare. Look, she hasn't won in, I think it's 846 days, the exact number, but I think her two runs back from a spell have been good. She runs well at Flemington. Um, solid at Caulfield. Wasn't far from the winner, Edison, who's since placed in the Mildura Cup, Cup that I mentioned, and I think third up now, 52 kilos on her back and a track that she likes running on. Um, I thought it was over the odds, um, the five in race eight. Joel? Yeah, my uh, best and value, I was sort of tossing up which way to go, but they're both around $5.50. I've made Maximus Prime my best race, four, number three. He sat close on a very fast speed at Caulfield last time. I thought he was very game. He looked the winner and was nailed late by Ruba. I like the four weeks between runs uh, because that would have taken a bit out of him. This is a similar race. He'll be fitter for that run at 2,000 metres. So I think he'll be very hard to beat. And I made my value. He's our Bonneval race six, number four. Strong win first up in Australia and then next time out. Just put a little bit further back and Edison just contr- sort of controlled and dictated that race. But he's our Bonneval with strong weight, looking for the mile. He gets that here. And, uh, yeah, so I've got him on top, and I'll have something on count of Monte Cristo. I think I've had something on him in about seven or eight of his starts in Australia. And, uh, yeah, a couple of those fours, so I think one was at 100 to one, one was 50 to one. They've been very costly, but uh, I'll have to have a couple of dollars on him again. All righty. Doombin is the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday, Dan. And, uh, as usual in Brisbane... Fairly big fields. Uh, what are we looking at as far as the uh, the track goes up there? Look, we're likely to be running on a good track. Pretty fine weather um, all uh, all week, and I think it was a soft 
five earlier in the week. So no rain um, and sunny weather in Brisbane. Uh, very likely to be running on a good track. And that will suit my best bets, Ocean Treaty in race five, who look really good mare, uh, this daughter of Ocean Park. She's 15 starts, six wins. She was excellent first up. Um, look, I must admit, I didn't give her much of a hope first up. She is a horse that normally takes a while to sort of, uh, well, when I say a while, she's certainly a horse that needs a run first up. She hasn't really had much first up form to speak of, but uh, resuming over 1,350 metres, she charged late to just miss the winner in a blanket go. Uh, Joviality ran third there and since won, and the 4-4 Starler is a pretty handy mare from the Chris Wallace stable. So very good return, Ocean Treaty. She quickly turns it around, though. Second up record's very good. She's had four starts with three wins when second up. The Ryzen trip will help her. Um, and think on a good track as well, her preferred surface. So Ocean Treaty looks a good bet in race five. That's number four. couple of value plays. Yanis uh, in race six, first up for the Waller camp. Very classy gelding. He's won a listed race when first up before. Tiger Malay was second there. That was at the Dulcify. Uh, this time last year at Kembley Grange. A couple of wet tracks he met with last prep and just didn't show his best. He just doesn't go a yard on the on the wet on the wet track. So a good track here will suit him. Uh, soft soft trials leading in and look just a class horse of this of this benchmark 85. So if he brings his best, he can certainly win first up. And the other one I like is the last race. Another Waller trained runner that is Robber Moss, the five. Um, Tracked very wide on the turn and really looked no hope there. Just the, sort of the path he had to the plot to find some clear air, but kept coming. I thought he tried really hard and hit the line nicely. It was a race dominated by the leader. Um, I thought it was a really good first up run and back in grade here uh, with the run under the belt. I think um, we'll take some beating. Race nine, number five. Joel, any thoughts on uh, Doobin? No, nothing for me there, Bucks. We will head, therefore, down to Murray Bridge. Uh, which is the venue for SA Metro Racing on Saturday. And, Dan, you're uh, leaving until fairly late in the card for uh, your specials, starting with race seven, number three, Taunting. Yeah, we good to monitor sort of the market with this horse. Um, he's first up off no public trials or jump outs. We know he's a talent. He was a very good maiden winner last prep and... Then came out sec- next start in a benchmark 62 and was a very dominant winner again. Um, had a crack in town. They took him to Melbourne for a couple of runs and in both efforts there were excuses there. One was he pulled up lame and the other he just raced too keen. So put away after that. I think he comes back into a very winnable benchmark 68. Um, as I said, no sort of jo- jump outs or trials to go off. So it'll be see how he is pre-race. But... On ability, he's the best horse in the race. There's no doubt about that. And if he is sort of, um, you know, if he's there to win, I think it'll be really hard to beat. So race seven, number three, taunting the best. The value comes up in the next race with the the 13, which is uh, Mike Khalifa uh, in race number eight. Uh, rock hard fit this horse, this four-year-old gelding. Not a lot of luck this preparation. Sort of wide two back and then last start was just held up. Uh, for much of the straight and just when it got out, it was, it was all over. So with a two-kilo claim, he carries 55 kilos here. Um, I think Mike Khalifa is certainly going good enough, and if you get the brakes, a track like Murray Bridge uh, I think will certainly suit his racing pattern. So uh, Mike Khalifa, race eight, number 13, the uh, the best each-way chance. Any thoughts on uh, Murray Bridge, Joe? 
No, nothing for me there either, Bucks. All right, well, Belmont, it's a big, big day over there after it got washed out on Wednesday. They flung three races across to the Saturday card, so uh, our sand-groping pals will uh, need to get up fairly early in the morning to uh, get the scratchings there and get get going at 9.59 a.m. WA time. That's 11.59 Eastern Standard Time. And our man in there's no black type, but our man in Perth is. Uh, it's a big day if you want to. Uh, it's a long day if you want to take advantage of both Greg Hooper's specials because the first of them is in the second, and the best bet's in the second, and the value bet is in. Believe it or not, the twelfth. So uh, his best is race two, number one, Eto Morp, and uh, his value bet race twelve, number four. Hibiscus Lady earlier in the day across the Tasman. Joel, they are racing at Rickerton and Ruakaka. Yeah, it's the $100,000 Group 3 Winter Cup at Rickerton. They've got a couple of jumps races as well. Made my best in the Winter Cup. And number two, Very Flash, uh, the older sibling who very elegant. This looks so well placed at the weights here with uh, the former Hong Kong galloper, number one, Green Luck, uh, in the race. Top weight, six kilos. Very Flash gets him with 55, and the minimum's 53. So the weights have all been compressed. Um, some of those below really should be getting a stack of weight off. Very Flash has won two of four this time in, so he's in good form. I think uh, gets chance to go a couple better than last year when he flew home for third in a, in a terrific performance. My value bet comes up in race nine. It's number 15, Loving Your Work. I got back along the inside and then was caught in the worst part of the track first up. Didn't run too badly. Should be fitter. Just hoping not going off one run too soon. But we'll strike a heavy track here. Former North Island mare. She came to the south last time in. She struck a heavy track four times and had uh, three a uh, win, two places at the fourth. So if, she, if she's ready to go, she'll get conditions to suit. She could be worth a little bit good odds. At Ruakaka up on the North Island, my best bet is race six, number six, Silverina. Hasn't raced for a couple of months. Both her starts. Uh, to kick off her career, were full of merit. A little bit unlucky on debut, went third, and then probably had her chance last time, but was only just in doubt. But the terrific run. She looks likely of going through her grades, and this isn't an overly strong maiden. And the value bet will make in the opener, so an early start. Race one, number four, turn around. Rolled well before the debut, just sounded a bit short, but did best work late. Was up in trip last time and really battled on well. Looked... Um, you know, likely to run maybe fifth or sixth a few times up the straight, but kept fighting to run third. We'll be fitter for that. I think the step up in distance is going to third. Alrighty, as I mentioned, Sunday is Grand National Hurdle Day at Sandown Lakeside, Labrox Park, Sandown Lakeside. And uh, in the Grand National itself, there is uh, a very hot favourite in Saunter Boy, uh, $1.50. Richo, uh, our man Richo, does, uh, Paul Richards reckons, uh, St Arnica can possibly... Uh, Knock him off with a seven kilo weight pull, having uh, gone close with a, a smaller weight pull uh, in the Gallywood at Warrnambool back in May. Uh, arguably the uh, crisp steeplechase, the other feature jumps race on Sunday, is probably the more interesting betting race. Uh, Dan, because it's four dollars the field uh, and uh, eleven runners as opposed to eight in the Grand National. What did you like in the crisp? Yeah. We're having a bet on Valak, the four, um, one of the joint favourites, and uh, learning during the week, he's a half-brother to Kiprios, a star stayer over in Europe, who 
potentially could be coming to Melbourne for the uh, Melbourne Cup. Uh, uh, no. Alex, well, he wasn't in the no. norms anyway. What was that, sorry? He wasn't in the norms, so I don't think he's coming. Okay, well, there you go. I've heard wrong. I thought there might, there might have been a chance he was. But um, in any case, still a half-brother to, to Kiprios, that star stayer over there, Valak, and a very good flat horse early in his career, and he's made the transition to um, being a chaser now with Stephen Pateman. Um, at his Geelong camp, and look, his two wins, his prep, um, have been very good, very, he's excellent at packing them last start, he's a couple of mishaps in between, falling at the, one of the last hurdles, but I just thought he was hard to uh, go past based on that last start win, so um, yeah, Valak on top for me in the crisp. Alrighty, and you are with Saunter Boy in the Grand National. That wraps up the preview section of the podcast, brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, I'm up against two last start winners here. Billionaire Baby for Joel last week, while mine, written swoosh, didn't give a yelp. Um, but still, small profit overall. Uh, it is a team effort. And uh, Dan, your last effort was uh, Chicago Storm. So I am going to go with my best on the program at Flemington, which uh, happened to be a very special horse called Nicolini Vito. That is race eight, number four at Flemington. Joel? Yeah, I am going to go Randwick, and I'm going to have 10 each way on Silent Agenda, race nine, number three. I'm going to go off Broadway for mine. I'm really keen on one in the Townsville Cup. A horse called Navazu, former Godolphin Galloper. Um, ran really well at Mackay in the Mackay Cup last start. He's a, his dam was a Earthquake, obviously, the, the former star sprinter for Dali. Um, South starting to find his feet here in North, up in North Queensland, and I thought the run last start was very good at Mackay. Gets two kilos off the winner sale there, and was only beaten um, just over half a length. So $9, I think he's a really good bet. Thought he'd come up much shorter. Uh, 20 on. Towns will race eight, number 12 on Saturday. Oh, excellent. All right, you beauty. Well, that could be uh, one of our better collects. Uh, let's hope so. And uh, meanwhile, enjoy uh, the first weekend of the new season, listeners. Uh, reminds us only to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It's online now. It is in shops Friday morning with all the form for Friday, Saturday, Sunday and uh, fields for Monday, including uh, we uh, don't normally have Victorian fields for Monday because they don't accept till Friday, but we do have this time because the Wangaratta meeting has been transferred from Friday. Anyway, uh, we do hope you enjoy the weekend. Back plenty of winners, and we'll speak to you next week on the Preview Podcast.